When you know what flavor you are, though, then you know how to open yourself and you know what to let through and you can go with what is effortless and natural and make really good money with that. Really good money. And you can quit controlling everything with your overeducated monkey mind. Ask me how I know. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and I am so excited to welcome you back to our fabulous summer school season. Today, I have a real treat for you, a guest that I can only describe as one of a kind, Melissa Seaman. A Stanford-educated former business lawyer, she is also an adopted Earth Wisdom ceremonialist of the indigenous Tealish Diane tradition, a potent energy healer, and a highly regarded professional intuitive. Melissa bridges the worlds of business strategy and intuitive development to guide professional women in midlife to clarify their deepest purpose, do business with heart and ease, and step into a new level of leadership as what she calls wise women queens. Melissa has guided her clients to $6 million windfalls, creating fun business quizzes that go viral, and new careers that integrate their intuitive gifts without losing respect, relationships, or revenue. You may know her as the lawyer shaman who empowers formerly corporate women in midlife to become professional wise women as respected spiritual guides, transformative teachers, and the oracles of industry. But what you might not know about her is that she lives with a herd of goats that sometimes end up climbing onto the roof of her house. Oh, I just wanted to call you my sweet Melissa, which I think would be the very first time that I almost started a show with a pop culture reference, we are not talking about the Almond Brothers today, but we are talking to you, Melissa. <laughs> and I get to ask you a question that I have asked so many, but never before you. What do small business owners need to focus on this week? Uh, they need to focus on what lights them up mm. in a world where everybody's trying to make us be boring and think really far ahead and, and check off things off a freaking list. We actually need to remember that we got into this to have more fun than just being a slave to some organization. And we need to do the parts that we dig. So if that's writing ridiculous rants on social media, please do. (laughs) And if that's like calling up clients to celebrate wins, please do. And if that's like creating some new crazy program, even though you already have too damn many programs, please do. Please do. Please. No one else is going to unless, oh you know, gosh. someone else steals your idea and then you're going to be pissed. Like, it's please possible. do. And, <laughs> and I love that you're combining it with the idea of like, what's lighting you up right now? Because I see so many of us delay joy because we have to earn it, right? Like we have our bucket right. list 
things that we earn through daily, diligent, really hard work. And it's like, no, but like, what's going to light you up today? Yes, going to Tahiti for two weeks is going to light you up long term. But in the meantime, celebrating (laughs) the client win, writing the rant, recording a really goofy ass podcast episode. Like, who would do that? I don't know. A goofy ass podcast. I don't know anybody whatever in the kind room of a maniac except for a would, couple of people. Yeah, whatever kind of a maniac that would rebrand as Corkworks Consulting. What a hack. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I think that's key because, because willpower is not a limitless resource and we are not limitless beings. We have to refuel. And sometimes we think the only fuel is sleep and sleep's important. We were just talking about naps in the pre-chat. And how I adore them, right? Yeah. But there's also oh, yeah. the refuel of joy, of passion, of self-energizing and rededicating to the work because all of us are choosing not to have a cushy job with the 401k. We're out here doing this. We may as well enjoy ourselves most of the time. Dude, and if we're not, go get a job. Like, this is the thing, you know? This is, We have to follow our pleasure and I'm like all into intuition and really kind of feminine business practices and stuff. And, and what does that mean? It's like, follow your flow, follow your pleasure. And I went to Stanford. Don't get me wrong. I like my checklist. I like to get shit done, but only when it's going to give me pleasure to get stuff done. Sometimes I just get so excited about opening up Trello and checking things off and watching the little blizzard of confetti happen. Yeah. Automatic <laughs> in Trello. Like that's a thrill for me sometimes, but other times it's time to take a nap on the beamer mat and snuggle the dog and know that that's part of the creative cycle. It brings me back around to getting the stuff written. Yes. The creative cycle, a hundred percent. Like I was just talking about this with one of my beloved clients this morning. She and I both recently had big things that we chose to postpone and In the moment, the postponement felt like a death or a loss or a failing. And then as soon as we did it, it felt like relief, spaciousness, a gift to ourselves. Like, and we didn't even kill it. We just both postponed. And it was like, there is a cyclical time to push and a cyclical time to rest. And we hear a lot about self-care, but not a whole lot about just slowing down, reducing the demands on you that you're putting on yourself. Because I could hear the objections now. Well, I have kids. Well, I have bills. Yeah. Okay. You can still control how you treat yourself. Are you putting too much on yourself? Are you overextending? Do we really need to do a two-day retreat and a one-day retreat and a VIP day? Do I really need to pilot three seminars on top of a rebrand? No. (sighs) There's sanity in this. And we forget. It's easy to forget because we live in an overriding culture where you're just supposed to like produce, 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 produce. And nobody's telling the truth, which is the fact that we can't produce unless we also rest. There's got to be this rest cycle. The earth does it. Hello, winter. I was just in Egypt. Like I was in Egypt for three weeks. I just got back. It was amazeballs. Everything in Egyptian cosmology, just like everything in my adopted Apache family's cosmology, goes in cycles. It goes in cycles. 
they're usually circles or spirals and like there it's all about the Nile. The Nile floods. You got to just rest. The Nile's flooded. Not a damn thing you can do when the Nile's flooded. Maybe float, maybe float a little bit. And then it's time for seeding. And that's when you start visioning and all that stuff. And then it's time for harvesting. And if you try to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, your whole body revolts and you hide under the covers and binge Netflix and feel guilty instead of just going with your cyclical. That's how I got an autoimmune disease. I didn't stop. I didn't oh, stop. Yeah, yeah. My body probably sent me 900,000 little prompts to be like, hey, bitch, consider slowing down. Yeah. And then yeah. by the time it got to sit the fuck down and I still said no, then my body said, okay, Annie, <laughs> what can't you ignore? And the answer was a polka dot torso. Like literally yeah, yeah. one day I looked down and I went, these aren't dog bruises. Like this is not from Zicky jumping on me. What is even happening? And I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, you're chronically ill. And I'm like, Whoops. okay, what caused this? And they're like, most likely stress, maybe overwork. And I was like, ah, oh, Yes, like overwork. Right, right. I like Me? to think of it as enthusiasm and visionary nature of an, you know, right? entrepreneurial genius. That's what that but is. I love that you brought that up because everybody is striving for that visionary life. Everyone is striving for that entrepreneurial status. And yet we yeah. think because we are visionaries that somehow we are not fueled by the same shit as everybody else, which is water oxygen, sleep, spaciousness, and checking in with yourself. Like we are the most complex houseplants, but that's really all we are, you know? Yeah. Houseplants with imagination and intuition and freaking complicated. I mean, we're complicated creatures. So we're not even, we like have all the houseplant stuff, but then we're so complicated. We got to fulfill all that complicated stuff too. Woof. Humans. Woof. Humans. I know it's exhausting humans. But, you know, I love that you bring up like in the Apache culture or in Egyptian culture or in nature or in animals. I mean, bears are the perfect example. There's hibernation. But even in academia, there's a sabbatical. You get burnt out or you want to try something new, you go on a sabbatical. You have to apply for it. It's hard. But like, ain't nobody giving us sabbaticals. We have to take them ourselves. So true. And if we don't, we lose. We lose everything. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including cause... our ability to attract our clients, because when we're exhausted and grumpy, the magnetism not so much. No, the magnetism Mm-mm. not so much, and that's what it is. That I love that idea of of magnetism because we hear a lot about authenticity and transparency, and I love those things, but I don't. I think magnetism is something people assume they either have it or they don't, or they have it with certain people Mm -hmm. and not everyone. And like we could debate who has it, how you have it. But everybody, I think, can agree that when you're depleted and burnt out, your magnetism, the natural flow of energy toward you, of people that fuel you, of opportunities that aid you, of the kind of experiences you want. Magnetism is like the first thing to go. The second I get cranky, the magnet stops. Off. Yeah. It becomes a repellent, really. I mean, we're like, oh, I want more clients. Underneath it all, we're like, oh, the last thing I need right now is more work. So go away. And people hear what's not spoken and we forget about that, you know? 
People are like using the chat GPT thing right now to crank out a lot of words, but words is not what sells people. Magnetism is what sells our magic, our transmission, our juice. Like, ugh. I mean, and here's the thing. I'm co-writing a lot with ChatGPT right now, and I don't have a problem with that, but I'm co-writing a lot with ChatGPT because my clients are using it for brainstorming, and then they're coming to me. What are they coming to me for? They're coming to me so I can transform it to match their magnetism. I can co-create and facilitate their magnetism. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, most of my clients are doing some form of writing with ChatGPT, but they're, I know, but they're not putting it out like that because it reads like a high school term paper. Like you you and I- can channel other people's magnetism? Can you do that, Andy P. Ruggles? Yep. That is so sexy. I know, it's my weird witchy gift. I know, it's my weird witchy gift. But oh, the thing I is, if I can't, witchy. but here's the thing, my, magnet, my magnetism has to put, has to pave the way. My, they have to be drawn to me. If my magnet's off, their magnet's off. Like we're not, we're repelling each other at that point, right? right? Like it's, it's just energy or, or we become in this symbiotic mess where I'm trying to like channel their brilliance through them and turn it into something, but I'm like not a good recipient. Like we can right. get all woo about this and we can get all strategic about this. If you go to see some, if you go to see a doctor, go pure science. If you go to see a doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor just got screamed at in the other room right. nonstop about something that they can't control and now they're 10 minutes late and they come in and bring that energy into you, you're going to feel that. And that right. doctor is not going to be able to show up for you fully because their attention is going to be split. That's pure science. But on the woo side, there's a reason why if you're getting a cleansing or a clearing with someone, they ask first if they are ready to be the transmission point because they understand they're going to get intuitive hits or downloads or stuff that's filtered through their own garbage if they don't clear that out. My own biases are going to show up in people's copy. My crankiness is going to show up in people's copy if I'm not taking care of myself. And it's not on the client to point that out. I would be delivering subpar stuff just because I'm not taking care of myself. You got it, man. You're just, you're describing what, what I call channeling. And, you know, people talk about channeling and they usually are talking about like somebody with their eyeballs rolling back in their head going, (laughs) whatever. And that's not what I'm talking about. Like my business is called channel your genius, because I think that's what we're doing all the time is the genius that flows through us. If we can be open and let it flow through, we literally become like a conduit for the best stuff. And that's what I'm hearing with you. And so like when your conduit, when your channel is well tended and you are rested and you are happy and you've had enough orgasms and really good food and tea and dog snuggles, then boom, you can like channel people's woo-woo juju magnetism that sells. And I love the fact that you know both the woo-woo stuff and the fact that this shit works in the real world for real businesses. Bam. I just, I'm writing down in my notes the political platform that I'm making you run on, which is that list of orgasms, good food, tea, and dog snuggles. I think that's that's Those are the correct, that's a checklist right there. Yep. Yeah, that's we'll, checklist we'll put that right out there. as a checklist. Magnetism checklist. Yes, magnetism checklist for Annie P. Ruggles. I'll and just I'm tell that through for some, you. 
you know, I'm writing some really fun copy for some professional sex workers right now. So it's even funnier that like we're talking I'm, about I'm there with this you. stuff right now because it's just there, right? But self-prioritization matters and pleasure matters and joy matters and rest matters. And it all freaking matters because we are the conduit, whether you believe in woo stuff or not. If you are a service provider, you are providing. Where are you providing from? You're providing from you. Yeah. And on your best moments, you're providing from more than you. So every one of us has had a moment where we're so orgasmed and dog snuggled and so in our jam and standing under a hot shower, feeling like we're just like, oh, this is the moment. And that's when the great idea arrives. Where does it arrive from? Not you. You didn't think that shit up. Your best stuff arrives unbidden as this download of genius. We see it in our kids. we got these little shenanigans running around and sometimes <laughs> they say the damnedest things. There's no way they could know this stuff. They stop, they open, some brilliant thing flows through your kid's mouth and you're like, what did you just say? And then they're picking their nose and flicking boogers again. And that's how it is, you know? So how can we create more moments where we really are receptive to not just our own brilliance, because, you know, obviously we're brilliant people. We're brilliant, creative, amazing, funny girls. <laughs> and there's moments where, whoosh, you know, we are so inspired and lit up by something bigger than us, our deep inspiration. Some men call it their gut feeling, whatever. It's bigger than what's average, normal, or logical. And yeah, I didn't it's deep about inspiration. That in it's that deep. I mean, and I love, I love the visual of, and then you're back to picking boogers because ain't that entrepreneurship? Yeah, like one totes. day we all do something brilliant, and the next day we may as well have our thumb up our butt, let alone our nose. We're just like, <laughs> what's right. happening? That's right? Did I feel something? Right. I don't know. <laughs> You get a message from your client and your client's like, how come you ever responded to my email? And I'm like, I literally just forgot. Whoops. Right. And then other days you're like, ah. Totally. I think we have clients so that our clients ask us questions so that we have the excuse to open up and let something brilliant come through. I mean, haven't oh. we all gotten off client calls and go, I was just brilliant. I have no idea why. Like, I yep. I need to listen to the Zoom recording of what I just said. That was brilliant. Like, wow. wow. And then you can yep. try and force to replicate that and it doesn't work. You have to be in your flow and let it be coming through. And then bada bing, bada boom. It's like an improv, right? Yep. You, you got to allow. Yes and stay open and allow it. Boom. Right. And for anybody who somehow has not, who's been under a rock enough to not understand the principle of yes and, we're just saying don't stop the flow. So, you know, if we were, if, if Melissa and I were doing an improv scene and Melissa said, Annie, aren't we having so much fun here on the moon? And I said, no, the moon sucks. Or what are you talking about? We're not on the moon. Then the scene is over. Womp, womp, Right. But if I'm like, oh, my God, there's a Wendy's on the moon. Now we have a whole thing. Now we can do whatever we want. Now we've taken your spark and my yeah. spark and we're just running with it. And that's what our client work, our co-creation is a lot of the time is allowing that. And if we're rushing to the no or rushing to rationalize or just rushing ourselves through our process, 
we're not really allowing or forcing. And and like you just said, I think it's so brilliant. Forced brilliance doesn't really happen all that often. It happens a lot more that lightning in a bottle strike, fabulous, organic download yep. feeling of like, Whoa! and you can't get that <laughs> when you're exhausted. You can't. Correct. I mean, maybe no. someone can, and good for you. You are an X-Man, but like. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's harder. So you keep using this word genius, and I love it. And I want to know, what's your definition of that word, genius? My definition is genius is the big part that you have access to that comes down and into and through you. So, you know, I went to Stanford, a bunch of really smart kids. Some, some of them people would label genius. But did they always have the answers? No. Is Elon Musk really a genius? Like, does anyone want to like, would say have no. him as a housemate? Like, maybe no. not. You know, can he, does he have some great ideas that download through him? Oh, hell's to the yeah. But so I like to think of genius, like we all have the capacity to channel genius instead of pointing our fingers at one person and saying, oh, you're the genius, you know, and Einstein and all these guys who we call geniuses, they tend to describe the same thing. They're like, I'm no better than anybody else, but I do have some great downloads that happen for me and I'm just happen to be open to receive them. Yeah. So genius is what flows through us when we're open, when we're available. And when we understand what our unique gift is, because some of us are trying to be something that we're not. And when you try to be something that you're not, you block your genius from channeling through you. So in my world, the first thing that you learn is what kind of genius are you? What kind of soul gift do you have? What, how are you different than everybody else? And then you embrace that freak flag and you welcome it to come through and you quit trying to be whatever your parents told you you're supposed to be. You quit trying to be whatever your advanced degree is in just because your advanced degree is in it. You open and you like come back around to what you intrinsically are, no matter what you try to be, you're always this other thing. Yeah. And that's where the magnetism flows again to bring it back to magnetism, because when you're in your shit, you're in your shit and people are going to be like, wow, what an interesting and embodied individual doing such incredible thing with their gifts. Like, how could you not be drawn to that? Yep. Yep. And I call it soul gift because I'm a spiritual chick and I really feel like I really believe that we are souls first and then we choose to get into these meat suits and experience these very adventurous muddy lives for fun and experience. (laughs) And so I kind of figure that the more I'm aligned with what my soul really is, the more I'm going to be open to my genius, the more I'm going to be in that magnetic flow, you know, the more fun I'm going to have, the more resonant I'm going to be. And, you know, I'm going to sound more like what happens when, when Annie channels my magnetism, I'm going to be able to do that even for myself. Growl. Yeah. But it's not, see, I think one of the things I really love about this conversation is it's showing like, this is not airy fairy, take a bubble bath self-care we're talking about. We're talking about self-prioritization as a gift to the world. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. We're talking like, about honoring yourself as a conduit of gifts. We're talking about honoring yes. yourself 
in general. And like, I love bubble baths dearly. They are my sanctuary, but I can also sit in one and be a big stress beast and get out none the better, right? That's not really honoring myself or my gifts or allowing them. That's just, you know, being cranky in hot water. And it's like, what we're talking about is really keying into the essence of us and and the process of self-exploration and honoring and owning the genius because so many people go I'm not a genius I'm not a genius okay maybe you're not a genius in the way that Einstein was a genius maybe you're not really incredible at math maybe you couldn't get into Stanford right but that doesn't mean you're not incredibly emotionally intelligent or intuitive or hilarious or warm or brilliant or an incredible poet. We don't know. There's a million different ways, right? And it's like, I see Mm -hmm. so many people self-label, well, like, I'm pretty smart, but I'm not like a genius. It's like, no, but you still have genius. We limit ourselves. It's true. And we do it out of like, quote unquote, humility, which I think is, that's cool because we don't want to be like a know-it-all guru asshole. On the other hand, there's plenty of problems that need solved right now in the world. And, you know, if, if we all have the ability to open and let our biggest genius, which is also our magnetism PS flow through us, boy, we all get really activated and we can do a lot of cool stuff and have fun. And then if, as we've been talking about, we allow ourselves to fall into what I call the cycles of ease, go with the cycles of our bodies and nature and tap all that power that's available to us we don't get so exhausted. And then our bubble baths are not an escape from our lives. The bubble bath is like a a sacred way to unwind and open. So the genius flows through and then you better have your journal sitting next to that bubble bath because then great ideas are going to flood through you. You know, and I'm so grateful and delighted and not surprised like, oh, how surprising, but surprised like, oh, I never know what we're going to talk about on this crazy Sadie show. <laughs> but I love that you brought up humility because we've been skirting these topics of like intuition and femininity and listeners, you know, when I say femininity, I believe we all have all forms of yeah. energy. So feminine. we're not feminine. women exclusive, yeah. but the feminine energy, um, yeah. which men and trans people and queers all have, but the Everybody. the idea of of everything, and I think one thing I noticed in spaces where things like feminine energy and and intuition are openly discussed is humility, almost to the point of martyrdom, <laughs> which is just a different form of arrogance, I think, right? On. Like it's like toxic <laughs> humility, and and. It definitely kept me in sales avoidance for a long time because I didn't want to receive because I didn't feel quite necessarily like deserving or worthy or I didn't know how to like have the conversations in a way that felt equitable, blah, blah, blah. But my question for you is like, is humility helpful? Is it a trap? How do we balance it? What is the relationship between honoring humility and honoring genius in ourselves? You know, from, oh God, I love this question, first of all, bam, like (laughs) right to the core of so much. And thank you for asking, because after some 20 years doing this work that bridges intuitive readings and business strategy, (laughs) we're the opposite world. When we say business strategy, we mean like actual get the leads in and convert them business strategy. Like, yeah. 
stuff, not just like, ooh, great ideas. Um, Results-based, trackable, implementable yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Like six-figure client stuff. Is what, what bridges those is this understanding that your genius is, the genius is really, really big that wants to flow through. And that's what clients are paying for is that genius that flows through us. But we're the conduit. So if you realize like, oh, my job is to be the vessel and conduit, this really smarty pants mind, this ability to translate wisdom, this physical body that works a certain amount of hours a day before it needs a bubble bath. This is me. This is my vessel. So humility is like recognizing I'm the vessel. I'm the vessel. When you recognize you're the vessel and you're not like, I am the genius that goes through all things. That's you may all bow and kiss my feet and pay yeah, me for the like, pleasure come of on, Elon. Like you're not the one great wisdom of all things. We're just the silly, cute, imperfect, adorable though. Um, sometimes selfish, exhausted, lazy but so snugly humans that can serve as conduits for this really good shit. So I think if we stay clear about that distinction, then we don't have to play this game of like, oh, I'm pretending to be less than I am. I'm pretending to be more. No, you're the conduit, goddammit. What are you meant to be flowing through you? Identify that. Identify your soul's gift. Identify what type of genius are you. I have a system for all this stuff. And, you know, and like you actually pointed to a couple, there's embodied genius, there's intuitive genius, creative genius, integrative genius. There's these different types of genius that I help people identify because when you know what type of genius flows through you and you know the filter that you uniquely use as a conduit, you stop thinking that you have to be the genius itself. You're not. You'll never be. You will always fart. There will always be farting. You will not be the one true genius and nobody will be. And so suddenly this whole game is like upended. We don't have to pretend like there's geniuses and then there's non-geniuses. No, we're all conduits for different flavors. And, you know, there's room for a lot of flavors in this world. When you know what flavor you are, though, then you know how to open yourself and you know what to let through and you can go with what is effortless and natural and make really good money with that. Really good money. And you can quit controlling everything with your overeducated monkey mind. Ask me how I know. And, <laughs> and let not only analytical, brilliant strategy come through, but also profound meaning and magic and miracles and all that stuff that is natural to flow through when you're open. It does. You don't have to be a shaman. You have to be a psychic. You don't have to be a fairy monger. You can just be <laughs> you. And magic will flow through when you're open. You've noticed it. We've all noticed it. It's not woo. It's natural. Probably both. Yeah. Like it's all same thing, right? Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. This episode we have talked about orgasms, boogers, farts. Mm -hmm. Flow, yeah. bears, uh, dogs, yeah. napping, all of it. Napping dogs. I mean, just so many things. And now I'm going to make like an even bigger jump and be like, okay, so once you identify things in yourself, like once you know the type of genius you are, you mm -hmm. can make more informed decisions. Okay, so get ready for the first of two 
giant leaps we're going to make. Number one. Okay. Giant. And once you know your audience better, you can also make better decisions, which leads me to the question, okay, what does any of this have to do with quizzes? And why do you love quizzes so much? Okay. <laughs> okay, ready? Here's a leap. I told you. It's a jump. I'm just, no, it's actually, it's totally right here. Because what are we all starving for in this current culture? One thing that we are starving for is deep recognition of how we're different, of how we're unique. Everybody's blasting us with one size fits all hoo-ha. And we're like, who sees me? We feel invisible. We feel lonely. We feel isolated. When we take a really great archetype quiz, the type of quiz that's like, what to, like my quiz is what's your soul's gift? What is your, like discover your greatest, deepest gift in two minutes with my quiz. Okay. You're going to tell me about my deep self? Finally, you're not just blasting me with a bunch of marketing language. You, I get to be reflected deeply in a world where everybody else is trying to shove an ebook down my throat, trying to flood <laughs> me with more one-size-fits-all messaging, trying to tell me how genius they are. You're going to actually reflect me who I am. Another friend uh, uh, a client. I call my clients friends because that's what happens. I but, tell my clients right? I love them when I get off the I phone. I know because we do because we care. I do. And that's they so love important. me. I love them. That's a huge part of why I do the work I do is for that relationship. I feel it too. With I feel it from you with you. I mean, that's someplace you and I so meet. And for mm -hmm. me, a great archetype quiz is a way to show your potential clients not only that you have something for them but that you love them for who they uniquely are and that you just want to gift them this deep acknowledgement that they have been longing for in such a busy and personal world through your flipping quiz. And then guess what? In the At the same time as they receive this deep acknowledgement, they also learn about you and what you value and your system and your modalities and your offerings but it's all through the lens of how they're special. So if we can help people discover their genius, and we do this through all kinds of quizzes. I mean, I have one client who created the, what kind of little old lady body are you likely to have? <laughs> it helps us, get, helps us get real about what we're doing to our bodies and where that's leading us. And I have another client who's created the mother change quiz about like, how has motherhood and birthing changed you? And one of the types is like the dark mother where you lost a pregnancy and that changed you forever. And so we can address really deep acknowledgements with potential clients who right now are strangers and become exactly the trustworthy, profound reflection that they need. And this can work in any with any business if you care, if you care about who you're serving, especially though businesses that are transformative, healing. Um, I, but I, I like to tell my clients, like, I dare you to show me a business that doesn't have a deep and profound shift underneath the business.
I mean, I suppose if you're just selling toilet paper or something, I might have a hard time finding it. I mean, but not in this day and age. Whoop, whoop, Remember, whoop. we lived through the time when people were like giving away their firstborn children for toilet paper. So, this is true. Toilet paper you know, terror is a real thing. It's a real, it's real a real thing, thing. right? And so, so, even so, maybe if you're the secure toilet paper supplier in a pandemic, then you got to bring the calm with that role, like. Right. But I just, God, I love you. I'm blown I'm just, away. I, I love you. you. I am so blown away by marketing as an acknowledgement of how they are special. Correct. I've been doing this for over half my life. And I don't think I've ever heard it articulated so lovingly and clearly. Like I've always said, seen, safe, supported. I think yeah. special is the missing piece in that. Like they need to feel seen with you, be seen yeah. with you and seen by you. They yeah. need to feel safe. They need to open up to the idea of being supported yeah. by you. But I think there's a missing piece. I think before they feel seen by you and safe with you, before they can feel supported by you, there's a missing piece that you just outlined so gorgeous, which is honoring the specialness of them. Mm. Yeah, it's like a deeper level of being seen. I mean, people see you and they're like, wow, I see that you're experiencing back pain and you might be hurting. But if you go deeper underneath that, then they were, if you see them with your little quiz better than they've ever seen themselves, that's where they're crying after taking your, that's, they've just opted in and you already have them in tears because you've made such a profound connection. And I know you talk about marketing as a conversation. So do I, I like to talk about it as a compassionate conversation. That's what marketing should be. And a quiz and, and follow-up funnel should be more than just placing people in buckets. We're sorry, but algorithms can do that all day long. Exactly. GPT can do that. Exactly. A great quiz funnel touches their hearts, touches their souls, touches the longing underneath where they know they need to invest and can take a cold traffic person and make them a deeply trusted ally and colleague and connected being so swiftly. And then the follow-up little funnel is something they're choosing because you've seen them when other people haven't. And I am all for being generous with these things. So you're not just stringing them along. You're actually automating a compassionate conversation with them. And it's so compassionate. You get thank you notes. All I get thank you notes. My clients get thank you notes back from their quizzes all the time. Oh my God, your quiz nailed me. I've never felt so seen. Come on, you have them. You have them. Because I'm like, are you kidding me right now that my quiz sees you deeper than anyone in your life sees you? To me, that's sad, but it's also a profound honor to be making that sort of deep connection with people around the world who've, who've never met me, who may never be able to work with me, but who feel like, wow, this has really done something great. And that's your lead magnet, people. Imagine right. the runway you are building for yourself when your lead magnet makes people feel more seen than the people in their lives. Like what? It's profound. Think about how much you're going to stand out against a sea of lackluster, bullshitty PDFs if you can have that kind yeah. of magnet. My God. 
that it's that's putting fun. the magnetism in lead magnets. My God. Oh, bitches. Ooh, that's a side note to us. Listeners, do not steal this. I'll know that you did it. Side note to us. We should totally have like a put magnetism back in your lead magnet workshop. Hush. I know. Listeners, you didn't hear that. That was internal. Um, <laughs> but I love, I'm like, okay, we're going to make this like huge leap. And, and then you made the huge leap. Like it was just the easiest of glides. And now you have really laid foundation for this one to be so easy because you're talking about acknowledging how people are special and hearing them and helping them be seen even in the things that they haven't had shared before. So let's very easily then transition and talk about <laughs> a TV show where she literally could hear everyone's yeah. inner business. I'm talking yeah. about Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Melissa, I what does it. this have to do with that? I love this show so much. I, can't I have a musical theater degree. You think I'm going to hate on a <gasps> show with musicals what? in it? Come on oh. now. Well, come on. Now. Yes. Praise the musical theater gods. Yeah. So here's Zoe. And you know, a lot of my clients are, uh, tech creatives for some reason. I have a lot of professional artists, but also very analytical, overly educated folk who then accidentally start to get more intuitive when their channel starts to open and their genius starts flooding through and they're like, what the hell? And Am so I going I could crazy really, or opening? I don't know. Maybe both. And so I could really <laughs> relate with Jane Levy's character with, with um, Zoe in this show when she has a sort of intuitive awakening where she begins to, she goes through an MRI or something that zaps and something happens. Then she can suddenly hear the inner song logs of everyone around her. And that is so much what it feels, what it felt like for me when I accidentally got psychic because I gave birth to my second child. I had previously been a litigation attorney. Like I was a normal person. I was always creative. I was a musical theater geek. I was an improviser. I was creative. But but after I gave birth to Clarice, I could suddenly hear everybody's quote unquote spirit guides. I could see layers of energy. I could clear energy. I could heal people. Like all this stuff that I had not believed was possible. So I could really relate with Zoe in this instance. And a lot of right? the clients that I work with have some similar balancing act, right? So um. Yeah, the, these people, they break into song, which is such a forced rest. So I'm just tying it back into some of the things we've been talking about. Like when the body says, oh, sit down, shut up, like it gives you the flu or whatever, makes you break up with someone and you like go down for the count. In her story, she gets interrupted all the time by other people's emotions where she has to put her little nerd brain on pause and just listen with her heart. And that's so much like what intuition is. It's so much like what it feels like when genius flows through us. It's so much that right brain experience, right? And so here we are. Like, what's, what, what's your version? Everybody, every one of us should be asking, like, well, what's my version what does it take for me to stop and take a breath and tune into what's deeper, what really matters, to feel the other people around us? And some of us are empaths. We feel too damn much all the time anyways. We're like Zoe, but without the music. Speak for yourself, witch. No, I, I mean, <laughs> my God, totally. Right? Just, right? I need a hazmat suit to keep out other people's shit oh sometimes. Gosh, like a spiritual... Real 
has met all the grounding in the world, right? But but then there are also times where the interruption matters. And if someone needs you, yeah. the interruption matters. Or if you're avoiding or ignoring yourself, the interruption matters, right? And so yeah. there are totally times where it's a nuisance and also totally times where it's unbelievably essential that yes. she stops coding long enough to realize yes. what the heck is really going on because she's needed yes. in more than just her job. And and I think that's such an interesting parallel for us who are servers and mm-hmm. service providers and of all kinds, but everyone that's listening to this show and tolerating my Muppet ass cares very <laughs> deeply about their client and as such is not just providing a professional service. We're providing mm-hmm. part of our heart. We're providing yes. part of our essence. And sometimes that means letting the work stop for a second, checking in and being like, you okay, babe? Right. Right. And then sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like, oh shit, boundaries now. Boundaries now. Boundaries Boundaries now. But we got to know. Did you just say the B word? Oh, I love the B word. The B word set me free. I I didn't make a dime in my business until I got some boundaries. I was broke as a joke until I got boundaries. Like boundaries are the sexiest money makingist boundaries boundaries i love them boundaries and that's so much so i don't even know if i told you this but i have like Mm. i have like my own kind of business school that people are in and i coach them and do they do they're pretty much all intuitively creatively gifted folk and so half of my quote-unquote business school of how to do make a quiz and how to do all the things the other half is a mystery school how to have energetic boundaries how to use your deep intuitive gifts in ways that don't exhaust you, drain you, make you feel nuts ball. Because the folks that I work with need both the mystery school side, how to walk, how to work. We have our own calendar in there with the astrological important things and all this stuff. That's like, don't do a sales thing on this day. It will go poorly. When is the moon void? When is like all this stuff? I don't even believe any of this stuff. When I was a lawyer 25 years ago, I did not believe any of it was real. And now I'm like, guess what? To be easily successful in creative business, you actually have to go with the natural cycle. So here's how. You have to learn how to open your intuition so that you can have great ideas on demand. Here's how. You have to do your business in a compassionate collaborative way or else your soul which drives your business will barf and totally sabotage you at every single turn and we can't have your soul barfing all over the business you're trying to build it has to be cohesive you have to do what your soul's gift came here to do you have to align with your genius or it's just going to be torture and you're Your spirit guides ain't going to let you make money at the wrong thing if you came here to do a certain thing. So you damn well better figure out what you're here to do. If the boogers (laughs) and the farts weren't enough, now we have barf. I'm going to try and work sweat. Let's see. What what are we missing? I mean, we've already talked about orgasms, which kind of imply some sweat. Like, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm greedy Um, about it. (laughs) <laughs> we don't need to talk about all body functions. Do we? Yes, we of course still we have the secret workshop to lead. We'll work all the rest <laughs> of the bodily fluids. In. 
gosh. No, oh, but I love man. like it's we're looking at this holistically, right? Like Ryan, my husband, sent me this like meme thing and he sent it as like a positive, like proof that we're doing the right thing by like working on our relationship every day and choosing each other every day. And it was like a really cute picture of like a cute couple. And it said like, love just isn't just the happy days. And it yes. isn't, it's also like the sick days and the grumpy days and the sad mm -hmm. days. And I feel like your clients, we know they're not just a paycheck, but they're also you to them are not just a provider of results. The results are yes. important. The right. leads that come from the quiz are important. But the connection that comes through the quiz is even more important, right? Yeah. The, strat yeah. the, the strategic is valuable and essential, and it's what's going to keep the wheels turning. But we are the fuel that keeps the whole car running, right? And yeah. we have to yeah. balance both, and we have to honor both. And if that means leaning into your intuition as intuition, owning the mystery, exploring the mystery then do it. If it means just saying, I don't know if I believe in that stuff, but I'm open to it. Do it. If it means going, wow, I'm really feeling pulled in these new directions. Let's explore then explore. But at the end of the mm -hmm. day, it's got to be you allowing you to channel mm. your genius. Your genius. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We did it. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then honoring space and honoring that even if our quizzes do make someone feel really seen, there's still an onion. There's still more to explore there. You know, yep. Zoe's wrong a lot. Zoe has her misconceptions tested a lot about people. And we're all in a comedy. If you didn't notice, all yeah. of our lives are comedies. Hopefully not tragedies. Definitely right. often comedies, though. Sometimes a dark comedy. Sometimes a nice Irish. Let's all weep about it. Comedy, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes straight up slapstick. And sometimes it's a movie musical that they cut into chunks for TV. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Starring. Okay. Let's talk about Mary Steenburgen. Can we just have a Mary Steenburgen appreciation I moment? I love her like, so much. Though. I love her. And I believe fully that somewhere right now at this moment, at 4.29 p.m. Central on April 27th, I firmly believe that in this moment, mm -hmm. Mary Steenburgen and Ted Danson are having a great moment. <gasps> I don't know what they're doing. Oh, I can imagine what they're doing. I mean, you've already been all over the map. Maybe there's sweat. Maybe there's orgasms just, happening. I don't it. know. That's all I can tell you is that but I'm like, psychic. I know exactly what they're doing. Look at two people that have consistently <laughs> owned their shit. Ted Danson, oh Mary Steenburgen. I love it. I love so it. Sweet. I love so it. Much love, so much genius channeling through right there. And you can feel because it just, it comes as like this realness, it's this accessibility. And it's not that fake professionalism that too many of us paint on as entrepreneurs. It's like when you really nail it, you're just you and you're just you and all your ridiculous cuteness. And that's what <laughs> your clients actually want. They, I don't know about you, but who the hell wants a mentor? who's perfect and has all the answers. It's like, oh God, no, I don't want any, no, thank you. No, people want no. you in your genius, but not in this imposed form of perfectionism. Black. My genius is in my sweatpants a lot of the time. Yeah. You know I what I mean? It's, it's kind of soups and well, nuts and, yeah. you know, it's just, it's everything. And you're it's, it's, 
And my sassy Sinus. glasses. And your sassy glasses. Um, well, I wish that you and I could just talk for forever because I adore your genius mm. and I adore the lens on your vessel. I love the lens on the vessel of you. I love the way that you see marketing. I love the way that you see the client relationship. I love the mm. way that you see serving. Like I wish I could live in your brain because it's such a warm and cozy and inviting place to be. And I can't wait until we can just go come over. With... You yeah, know. That's but also... you know, well, in you the can meantime, live inside my brain, but there's I don't, I don't know if you want to just rent it to me. Just Airbnb me a okay. corner of your okay. brain for like a couple no, of days. No, not a problem. But... Not, you're so welcome. <laughs> just me listeners. <laughs> got you. But for, uh, for the listener's sake, because, you know, apparently we're doing this whole show for them. I got two more questions for you and then oh, I'll who? release you back to your yes. gorgeous day. Yeah, them. Uh, the first one is you have hired a professional musician of the singing variety. They can mm. also play instruments. It's up to you. But you have hired someone to be your yeah. singing spokesperson. So not quite Zoe's. They can't hear it out of your head, but you're actually oh, wow. having Yum. a famous performer go out and sing your thoughts. Who are you hiring? Oh my God, Sarah Bareilles all day long. Oh, Sarah Bareilles. Oh, oh my God, I love her oh, so much. Yeah, Sarah oh Bareilles. God, appreciation her. forever. <gasps> Sarah Bareilles. And the songs that come out of that woman. Yes, 100%. Oh, channeling the genius. 100%. Yes, yeah. love it. Perfect yeah. answer. And my other question is, if folks need that beautiful blend of marketing and mm. strategy and mystery, mm. if people need the incredible gifts that flow through the channel of you, how, mm. what's the best way for them to start a conversation with you? Oh, to start a conversation? Guess what? You take my quiz, soulgiftquiz.com. So S-O-U-L giftquiz.com, soulgiftquiz.com. And if you take the <laughs> quiz, you're going to learn what your soul gift is. You're one of five types. And then once you do that, you're going to probably like it, as mentioned. And then you'll be in direct contact with me. So you're going to get emails from me. Just email me back. Just email me. Tell me how the quiz was for you. Ask me your questions. Tell me how much you love Annie. That will take some well, time. You know, that's a flip, long email. Flip. But... I love that yeah. though. Couldn't let's, be easier. Let's, soulgiftquiz.com. Let's be in conversation for reals. Let Melissa Soulgiftquiz.com. <laughs> Darlin, I adore you. I'm so grateful that you're mm. in my world. I can't wait to co-create marketing together and to become do it. ever deeper friends in the meantime. But thank you for the gift of this interview today. It has Aww, been a joy. Such a joy. Like my heart feels so full. This is awesome. Thanks. And you are amazing. ball. Well, you are. You're amazed balls, and I adore you, and I totally want to hang out. Let's go. Let's hang out. Right now. I'll see you there. Listeners, we're going to go hang out, but I'll be back in a second with my final thought and your homework for this week. It might involve singing. Most of the time, I tell you it's not going to involve the thing you think it involves. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. You'll have to come <laughs> back to find out. See you there. Well, hey there. Okay, as promised, even though I have a musical theater degree, this week's homework will not involve singing, and it also won't necessarily involve intuition or at least applying that intuition to other people. Although Melissa and I talked a lot about how to get deep inside the hearts, minds, and souls of the people you're connecting with today, I want you to stop and remember 
Oh, that's right. Golden asset number one, you, yourself. Today, I implore you to look at your zone of genius. What is filling you up every time you get to do it? And where are you squandering your energy and time? Now, as we mentioned in the episode, sure, I don't always want to do my bookkeeping on time or deal with taxes or data entry. And I can't quite just chalk that up to not in my zone of genius, therefore don't do. Sometimes I can delegate, sometimes I can't. But for right now, what is firing you up? What is lighting you up and what is draining you? Take a piece of paper and write two columns, fires up and drains out. Then I want you to look at this last week or maybe even the last 10 days. And for everything on your calendar, I want you to write down if that lit you up or drained you out. Every single thing. Maybe it's a person. Maybe that person brings out your zone of genius or maybe the work you're doing with them is so firmly not in your zone of genius that it's tarnishing that relationship. What you write on the list is up to you. But we're looking for fuel and we're looking for drains. Next, once you have your week itemized as things that fueled and things that drained, I want you to look for patterns. What are the types of things that you're forcing yourself to do over and over that are just outside your zone of genius? Next up, what are the things that you're great at? Really, truly beyond zone of competence, great at, but you just don't want to do anymore. What have you outgrown? And how are you not allowing your zone of genius to evolve? So look for the patterns. Where are you spending time habitually? Where are you playing small habitually? Where are you going with greatness over genius? And how can some of that time be reclaimed? And then it's the final step of this we get to apply the utter sexiness known as boundaries. Just because something's in your zone of genius doesn't mean you might not have a tendency to over-deliver it or even exploit it or allow it to be exploited. We've all done this. It's not your fault. But in order for you to fully show up in genius day after day, you know you're going to need to put up some guidelines and some rules, both for your clients and for yourself. So what boundaries are required to allow you to live in that zone of genius? How can we start enacting those boundaries today? And bonus tip, if you did write any names on your drains list, they're a great place to start that boundary brainstorm. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. As always, just send me a message wherever you found this podcast or reach out to me on LinkedIn where you'll find me at Annie P. Ruggles. Responding to your DMs is absolutely in my boundaries and just might be in my zone of genius, depending on what you ask. Hey, thanks for listening. If this episode kept you laughing and learning, I have two requests for you. First, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on your platform, so you never miss an episode. And also, more importantly, if you are looking for support, inspiration, networking, collaborations, or just a chance to hang out with me, Annie P. Ruggles, and our fantastic guests, 
Podcasts. Make sure that you are a member of our LinkedIn community, The Legitimati. It is a weird and wonderful place. I can't even believe it's on LinkedIn. And we want you there. You'll find the link in the show notes. Big shout out, as always, to the fabulous dudes who helped me make this show. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact my theme composer, Riley Horbacio, and my show art creator, Francois Vigneault. See you next time.